welcome back to Positively Enlightened. This is our 16th episode. I know. I honestly can't believe it. Like, what? How did time fly by? I really feel like we just started this. Genuinely, I I feel like we started it maybe a month ago. I know, right? And just thinking back on all the amazing guests we've already had, Mm -hmm. I truly cannot wait to keep on going, to keep on listening to other people tell their stories. I feel like we've also just learned so much ourselves, mm-hmm. and I hope that everyone else has too. Like, I love hearing yeah. from you guys, your feedback, reading the reviews and everything, but if you guys have learned as much as we have, it's honestly mind-blowing. Yeah, and it's just so fulfilling. So, thank mm-hmm. you for listening, yeah. and let's go into our 16th episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before we start, recap of our week. Noah, what yes. are you going to do? Um, Okay, so something I want to share with you guys, um, I've mentioned before, I'm getting my master's Mm -hmm. to be a clinical mental health counselor, and we were focusing a lot on meditating and meditation, Mm -hmm. which I think is a great tool to use, especially if you get anxious or maybe certain situations stress you out. Mm -hmm. Meditating just for a few minutes and changing your breathing patterns can really, really help. So something I learned, and you can, you guys can try this with me right now. I'm going to explain it to Ooh, Maya. That's right, too. Yeah, I really don't know what she's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when you are taking in those deep breaths and trying to hold them for a few seconds, it really helps lower your blood pressure, calm your body down. Mm-hmm. But when you do that, it's kind of natural to just breathe in from your lungs up high mm. in your chest. So if you just take a breath right now in and out, you probably feel a lot um, up high in your lungs, but you actually want to be doing this breath from down below oh, in like your, your stomach, diaphragm. your diaphragm, mm-hmm. which a lot of singers and people that are using their voice all the mm-hmm. time talk from their diaphragm. Yeah, that's so. really interesting. Like, not yes. to cut you off or anything, but <laughs> I did take singing lessons for a couple years, like mm-hmm. when I was younger, and I had no idea about breathing differently. Mm-hmm. Like, that was such a wild concept to me that I didn't yes. realize I was almost a lack of breath even when I was breathing from my right upper part of my body compared to my diaphragm Mm -hmm. you can hold so much in your tummy (laughs) it's weird and that's actually how if you ever look at a little tiny infant baby when they are sound asleep they are breathing from their diaphragm so So they knew it from the womb but then we just change as we get older so Mm -hmm. putting your hand on your chest and then on your diaphragm you can kind of see where you're breathing and regulate it from there wow that's cool Okay, and this is also kind of random, but didn't you say, like, while getting your master's, you guys had actually gotten to talk to Miley Cyrus's therapist? Yes. So we actually had a virtual class, and the director of our program was speaking to Miley Cyrus's therapist. That's wild. Which is a very, very interesting guy. Like, I was so amazed by every word that mm-hmm. came out of his mouth. But yeah, it was so interesting. So... I think she has a really good therapist, you guys. I bet. I mean, she should. The <laughs> amount of money she probably has, like, I sure hope that he's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been super interesting. What about your week? Oh, my week. I finally got a haircut. If you're watching on YouTube, it yes. looked disgusting last week. Now it looks good. This is me now. Hi. Um, <laughs> but I got a haircut, and that felt so fulfilling. I just think treating yourself is really nice. And since I got my haircut, I've been treating myself a little too much. I went to the mall yesterday. She's then... a very new woman. <laughs> I spent money more than I usually do. I just feel like I needed a lot of stuff, and it felt very therapeutic. 
even the people at the store like my friend and i went to the mall together and we were talking about retail therapy and then as we walked to the store a girl's like you guys looking for anything and i was like not really and she's like oh retail therapy i was like that's creepy like i literally (laughs) just said that but that was a feeling i feel good about myself did that yeah new woman what can i say (laughs) but before we get into this episode we want to start with like a mini q a Yes. So if you saw on our Instagram, because Mm -hmm. we post a lot on our stories and we asked people to give us some questions and we would answer them on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So here we are. Let's do it. Awesome. Okay. So the first question is your biggest fears. You go first. Fears are so weird because they could be mental. They could be like physical barriers. I don't know because I used to be really scared of heights as you remember. Yeah. You were really scared of heights. Like where did that come from too? I don't know. I think it was just like, uh, like what could happen. I guess. But now yeah. I'm kind of like, you know what? If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Wow, she's ready to die. <laughs> she's ready to go. Does anything can happen. You gotta just like, you know, it's not really in our hands. Mm-hmm. So I'm not scared of heights anymore. I'm just like, okay, go for it. I don't really like bugs, but I'm not like I'm gonna die. Yeah. Mm. So you're not afraid of anything, is what I'm, I'm basically <laughs> not afraid of anything. No, it's invincible. <laughs> But when I think about what I'm really scared of, mm-hmm. the only thing that could come to my mind is being like in small quarters. Oh, kind of claustrophobic Claustro- a little bit. Yes, mm-hmm. like especially if I'm under something, like in a tiny cave underground yeah. or something like that. That freaks me out a lot. That is really scary. I feel like even being buried alive, when I see it on TV, I almost get a little stressed out. I feel like that. I can feel it and I'm like, ah, my legs, like they couldn't stretch. Like I just feel so, yeah. Ugh. That scares me, and even, I don't know if you remember this, when we were snorkeling in Mexico one mm-hmm. time, which I love to snorkel, yeah. but there was, like, these little caves. Did we go inside a cave? I'm too scared. Did I go? No. Oh, because I was like, I have no memory of cave just like, diving. But that seems so scary, because it just gets smaller and darker, and yeah. the water. Caves freak me out. Like, anything could happen. That is pretty freaky. So, what about you? What are your fears? I would say that my biggest physical fear is definitely roaches. I'm so afraid of them. Which is like spiders, like for the most part, I can kill them. Roaches are different. They're different. They're built different. They really really are. are, For sure. Like, Like, first of all, they don't die basically ever. Mm -hmm. Raid? What's in Raid that kills them, honestly, though? Because if roaches don't die with anything except for Raid, what would Raid do to me? I feel like Raid would kill me. I don't know. But they always say to keep Raid for like if somebody attacks you, spray them with Raid. I I believe that. I think they would just fall over and die. (laughs) But no, roaches freak me out. Like they give me chills. If I see one, I get automatic chills. Like, ah, which is so shocking. It feels like it just happened though. The roaches? Yes. No, I've been like withholding it. Wow. Yeah, it's been, this is actually an intervention (laughs) for myself right now. No, it was, I was always really scared of them. Mm, Okay. Fun fact about me. Okay, let's move on to the second question. Okay, the second one is good book recommendations. Ooh. What's your top book recommendation? Okay, I would say I have two. Okay. Because one's more realistic and one is a fiction. Mm, okay. So first, Where the Crawdads Sing. Mm-hmm. I was so I amazed. I remember you talking about that. I know, that. right? Because it was like the story and like even the nature side of it mm-hmm. was really interesting. And the whole, the whole circle... It makes you just be like happy but sad when it ends. So mm-hmm. you're not like, no, that was a terrible ending. Like Still it's a good feeling, ending. Yeah. Yes. So where the crawdads sing, amazing. Mm-hmm. And the second book is What on Earth Am I Here For? Mm-hmm. It's a, kind of like a self help book, and it's just so helpful 
helping you like either move on to the next phase in your life or decide what what am I on earth to do? Like mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do in my life? A little motivational too. Super motivational. So those are my top two. That's really good. I'd say my top book, I only have one I can think of right now, is the Survival Guide for Being an Empath. That one's really mm-hmm. good, especially if you feel like you are an empathetic person, not to get all like hippie-ish and stuff. But I do think that there's some people that are more empathetic than others. And if you are, a lot of people can be drawn to that And you can just find yourself very drained a lot of the times or just feed off of other people's energies, kind of. Mm -hmm. So I think that really helped me be able just, like, to manage and, like, basic things. Like, people always come to me with, like, their problems, which, like, I love. Like, that's fine. But sometimes it's like, oh, I'm in a bad mood. Like, no offense, but I don't really have the energy to help you right now because, like, I'm kind of going through a tough spot. So I think just managing – when you tell people no, too, like, this is too – like, I'm not really ready for this. Like, my mental state is not prepared to help you Mm -hmm. fully right now. And just being able to tell people that – it's a good book. Everyone should look in that book. I don't remember who wrote it. Judith something, maybe. But yeah, <laughs> just look it up. All right. And question number three. Question number three says, what's your favorite meal of the day? Noah, what's your favorite mm. meal? No, it, it's so obvious. Breakfast. Really? I actually yeah. wasn't sure. Really? Yeah, because I was like, oh, maybe you say dinner. I don't know. I love breakfast, but I usually don't eat it until like 11 or 12. I lately have been having two breakfasts. Like, my first one, I'll have, like, a little mini breakfast. <laughs> I think this is a lot about my sleep schedule, too. Because, like, it yeah. just makes no – when I eat, it makes no sense. Maybe I'll wake up at, like, 12. I'll have maybe a little cup of coffee. Maybe I'll have a little bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. Then it's, like, 2.30. Now I'm very hungry for some reason. So I need, like, a big bacon egg burrito. <laughs> and then I'll maybe have lunch, and then I'll have a snack, and then I'll have dinner. But, like, my second breakfast is probably my favorite. Wow. Yeah. That's very interesting. That's a fun fact about me. So not her first breakfast. <laughs> no, that but one's like her that one's second breakfast. That's is just her to make sure I'm not cranky. Like I can function. If I have no people sometimes don't eat breakfast. I can't function. I need something in my tummy. <laughs> I yeah, like I do eat breakfast, but my breakfast basically is my lunch. Because in the morning, I love oh, just yeah. a cup of coffee. Like, that's good for a couple hours. And then I'm you like, and our mother are both like that, where you guys just need like, a cup of coffee, and you're like, I'm good for a few hours. And yes. I'm like, I'm starving, and I'm not happy right now. <laughs> I don't like it. Like, I like that's where me and my dad are similar, too. Mm-hmm. I guess our dad. If both you, of you, you gotta eat. <laughs> yeah, we need food. Carve up. Okay, last question. Our last question is, what made you want to start a podcast? Ooh, this is kind of an intricate answer what do you think made you want to start one well we obviously have been quarantined together yes so naturally we had a lot of conversations mm-hmm. about all different types of things and what do you think what do you believe and yeah. here's what I think and I got us kind of thinking too that we do have different opinions I think when people look at us like first of all we look alike a lot and they kind of just assumed that we would have similar opinions and I think we did too we kind of just assumed like okay you probably think the same thing I do but then we kind of realized no we do have different opinions in a lot of different ways yeah and so we thought okay well if we find this interesting Mm -hmm. maybe somebody else will find it interesting and maybe we can also learn from those other people yeah just kind of grow and spread the positivity Mm -hmm. so we started the podcast mainly just talking to each other and then there were topics that we are not that knowledgeable on yeah So we wanted to bring on professionals or someone who's really knowledgeable about that Mm -hmm. and hear from them and share our opinions and hear their opinions. Yeah. So yeah, it's been really awesome Mm -hmm. and I'm really glad that we started it. Me too. Okay. Well, those were super fun questions. Mm -hmm. Thank you to the people who DM'd us. Really appreciate it. (laughs) Okay. We're going to go ahead and get started with our guest today Mm -hmm. because he is a very, very awesome Chinese doctor and acupuncturist. Yes.
Okay, so Dr. Anise, we actually first saw him on TikTok. I think Noah showed me some of his videos, and we were like, okay, we have to have him on the podcast because he shares so much expertise in so many different fields, which I feel like a lot of medical doctors or any type of doctors are mostly sharing information in one sort of field, you know? Right, He just had so many videos on everything from, like, mental health to physical stuff. It was just everything. Yeah. Yeah. I already learned so much from his TikToks. We were like, let's have him on. Exactly. So a little bit of background about him. Dr. Anise is based in Florida. That's Mm -hmm. where he has his practice. He is an oriental medical doctor. So he does a lot with herbs and acupuncture. Mm -hmm. Natural healing sort of stuff. And I'm more apt to try something like that. Mm -hmm. So very excited to have him on. Yeah. So let's give him a call. Dr. Anise, thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate it. You're very welcome. It's my pleasure. I'm so honored to be here with you two today. And, and I, I sincerely appreciate your hearts and all you stand for and your story on how you started this podcast. Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> so, of course, we want to know what got you started in acupuncture and Chinese medicine? Great question. So I am the son of a chiropractor and my mom was super into organic health, like way back when, before it really it's become mainstream. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like the kid at lunch with the hummus sandwich and the organic carrot. <laughs> I could never really trade my lunch with anybody. And, you know, one day I, I came home and I asked my mom, I was like, mom, can I have a real lunch? Mm-hmm. And she's like, what is, what is that? And I'm like, you know, white bread with cheesy chips <laughs> and, a, and a sugary drink. And so she's like, yeah, you can have, have, have one of those lunches. So long story short, I, she packed that for me and, and I came home and I looked at her and I said, mom, I never want one of those lunches. Again. <laughs> so that was really my first experience into food is medicine and fe- medicine is food, right? Hippocrates and we, we are what we eat and our bodies, you know, can be affected by that. Fast forward to college um, and post-college, and I actually had some bleeding in my stool. And I was really freaked out because at, you know, 23 years old, 22 years old, you know, I'm super healthy and just what the heck is going on? And I always really didn't feel very right after going through college with my gut. And I went to the doctor and they said that I have some potential precancerous polyps in my colon. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. Yeah, it was. It's, it's scary to hear that, you know? Um, yeah. And so immediately the way I was raised was, you know, go, go figure out what's going on, right? Go, so I went right to the medical doctor, right? To get, to get checked out. And yeah. then knowing that, you know, th- there's a difference between a chronic case and acute case, but this did need attention. I wanted to seek out, you know, holistic care first to see how I could help my symptoms, Right. I did not have a cancer diagnosis, but, you know, there's definitely some uh, gut health things going on. Those, you know, precancerous polyps is what they call them, right? So anyway, I went to, uh, I really reached out to my network, my family, and then I was referred to an orthopedic surgeon from China who practices acupuncture and he specializes in gut health. And yeah, he, it, it's really cool. So he, his, actually his uncle was the first man to reattach a severed arm in the history of the world. That has to feel good going to somebody who started from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I really liked the most about him is he cared to listen to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was sitting in a room in just some paper thin gown, just, you know, cold and just ready to kind of be treated more like a, a number, but he really treated me like a person. Like he really cared about me. And I really appreciated that. 
So he developed a scalp acupuncture technique that uh, he treats symptoms of terminal rare, severe cases in conjunction with, you know, conventional medicine, chiropractic, physical therapy treatments. And because he has the orthopedic background, when I was treating there, many famous world-class athletes that for privacy, I can't name, um, came in for treatment. And I was just like, absolutely floored, right? So anyway, many other patients with all kinds of diseases were coming through there and I was watching and I'm like, so hold on, you're going to stick a what where and make what go away? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Anyway, I, I really, my back was against the wall and I like had nothing to lose. Right. So I, I tried it, right? I tried it. And, and about 14 treatments later, it was a scalp acupuncture technique and it's five points in the scalp. But uh, 14 treatments later, and after taking some um, high quality herbs and supplementation that were targeted to my treatments, mm-hmm. all of my symptoms were gone. That's I went back to my doctor and he said, yeah, you're clear. What did you do? Yeah. Kind of looked at me like I had two heads, but mm-hmm. hey, I- I'm better. And, and uh, here, here I am. So I mastered that, that technique. And uh, since going to school, I've, I've been able to implement in, in my practice. Wow. That's such an amazing story. Now, when you were going to school, is that what you were going to school for? Did you have this in your mind or did it, did it shift after this? That's a great question. No, it, I didn't want, I didn't even think I would ever do that. Right. So I thought I was going to go become an ophthalmologist and go to medical school and do LASIK salté. You know, looking back at that, I don't know if I would have really been as fulfilled as I am now with this. I, it's interesting how, when things happen to me in my life, how I'm led, and just the outcomes of that. Sometimes I'm like, you know, why, why is this happening to me? But looking back, I appreciate uh, just, I, I don't even regret one, one minute of, of going to intern now with, with Dr. Ho is his name and, and learn his technique. So yeah, it all wow. happened for a reason. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. So on your Instagram, I've seen a couple of things about pressure points and I'm really interested in just how you can use pressure points to really benefit your body. Yeah. And, and that's a great question. And, you know, I talk about this a lot on TikTok, Instagram. And so acupressure is one form of medicine that's been around for thousands of years. You know, people have turned that whole modality into a profession called massage, right? So what happens is in traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture actually gets deeper because it does penetrate the skin. And we can kind of dive into that maybe in a little bit for those who are scared or afraid, or even think that we use needles because it's not a shot right? So acupressure uh, was developed when, and, and, and really thought about when, and back in the ancient times, the workers in the field would be out like tilling the soil, working in the yard, you know, growing their crops and they would come in and their hands would feel just so tired and fatigued from doing all of that work, right? Mm. So they would massage in the evenings, these points on, on their hands, points on their feet for being on their feet for so long. And they realize that all of a sudden, oh my gosh, if I push here, mm-hmm. why does my headache go away? Right. And over 4,000 years, they've developed these points in the body that connect to other areas of the body through channels that flow with our blood. Right. So I promise you, it, it sounds weeds, beads, and seeds, but there's nothing voodoo about this. There's nothing you know, magical about this. It's truly invigorating blood flow in different areas of the body where these channels get stuck. So some channels run from our head through our hands, others run through our organs in our body, from our feet. And by actually activating those pressure points in the body, it, it either can increase, decrease, or balance out the flow of energy, or in Chinese medicine, we call it qi, 
And I can even explain that later in the body. So that's pretty much how acupressure works. Works. It's a, it's a, it's a point in the body that can stimulate other activities from the brain and the other, other parts of the body. Love it. That it's all so connected. Cool. Yeah. It wow. Is. wow, wow, wow. Um, this is kind of a little bit off topic, but we've seen also your videos really stuck out to us that say you can't sleep with a fan on or yes. if you do sleep with a fan on, what's the proper way to do it? And that I was like, I sleep with a fan on mm-hmm. and I'm sure so many of our listeners do. So what do you mean by that? It's so funny you say that the other day um, I've been diving into the cl- new clubhouse app and I created an event that, <laughs> that just for fun, uh, my moderator and I, that says, you know, why am I so hot? and why you should not sleep with a fan on. And we got more engagement in that than I, I've ever had, obviously, in TikTok as well, <laughs> right? So have you ever heard like grandma or an aunt say like, hey, you know, don't go out in the cold. You need to cover up with a scarf. Like you might catch a cold. Yeah. So our skin is the largest organ in our bodies. Microscopically, our skin has pores. And the pores open and close. What those pores do is they, 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 they let things in or they, they keep things from coming in, right? They let things out such as sweat and toxins. You know, if a pore gets clogged up, maybe even acne or an ingrown hair. Anyway, there's this beautiful organ of our body that's so big and it protects us, okay? So that's kind of, we'll sit with that. I'm going to put that aside. Mm-hmm. Secondly, many people sleep under a fan because you know they need the noise or they're hot and they like the feeling right so what i like to do is dive into the body and figure out where's that heat coming from right why can they sleep in a bed or why can their partners sleep in the bed but they can't and like this is a big argument a lot of times with relationships like turn the fan off keep it on you know and so so the, what happens is is wind blowing on the body causes the pores of our skin, if it's directly on us, to do this all night, tighten up, right? Anytime a response comes to the body, whether it's wind or even sound, everything tightens up and that's a natural stress response of the body. And, but what's supposed to happen then is we're supposed to relax after the stress response is over. So uh, one of the detrimental things in my opinion, and detrimental is a strong word, but over time it can cause, you know, chronic conditions in the body is that wind blowing on you, according to traditional Chinese medicine theory, does not, number one, let our bodies relax. The best way to sleep is in a cool, quiet, dark, calm, and still room. And by having a fan or ambient noise or ambient light from the TV entering into our ears, the bright light when our mind's really supposed to truly be shutting off, those shouldn't be the answers for proper sleep and rest for our bodies to heal. Rather, hey, let's look at what's going on inside the body. And then also, hey, let's start making these habits that actually aren't healthy for our bodies. Let's start changing these and getting back to that cool, quiet, calm, start dark, still room. So does that kind of give, is that kind of clear as far as uh, why not to sleep with wind blowing on you? you? Right, right. So what do you recommend to the people that they need that noise? Mm -hmm. You know, so many people are like, I can't, it's so quiet. It's too quiet. Okay, Noah, Noah needs a noise. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the first thing I encourage them to ask themselves when they're going to turn that noise on is, do I want this on or do I need this on? Right? You know, that might be a habit that maybe started with their parents, you know, from an early age where it's just been a part of their lives. Right. So it's not something that I necessarily say, you know, you have to cut cold Turkey, but maybe try going like every other night 
or putting a timer on the noise. So it does turn off and gradually slowly cutting back. That's usually one tip that I give patients. Secondly, I, I like to ask like, wh where is that anxiety coming from to have to have that? Cause that is a little bit of an anxiety. Like I need this or I want this because I can't sleep if I don't have it. So then we kind of look at internally, what is going on with that person's heart, with that person's mind, where they can't just lay down, properly fall asleep, and then wake up and feel refreshed and rejuvenated. Wow, I love that you guys look at the whole factors yeah. and everything going on rather than just being like, oh, you need the fan on? Okay, keep it on. I think that's such a good way of just going about medicine and it's just so refreshing. <laughs> yeah. That's the healing, whole body healing. Love I, it. Yeah, honestly, I love that. <laughs> awesome. Um, so Noah and I are very into skincare, and we hear you talk about skin a lot of the time. So I would love to know what tips you have just to get glowing skin, whether it's like wrinkles, acne, anything. Are there any tips you have? Absolutely. And traditional Chinese medicine is fantastic for skincare, right? Acupuncture is just one form of traditional Chinese medicine. There's cupping, there's nutrition and supplementation, there's herbal remedies. Um, there's so many factors. Actually, facial cupping has exploded now. It's something we do in practice. Are these little cups that we can put on the face to help improve blood flow to the area to really tighten that collagen and you know increase elasticity, reduce wrinkles. Um, so the first tip that I recommend, and I recommend three tips, okay? Number one is nutrition and supplementation. So you know, depleting energy constantly throughout our lives and being hammered with toxins, with traumas, with thoughts, right? We wrinkle our, our, our face when, you know, a stressful situation happens or traumas and thoughts, and they really injure the energy of our body. So it's very important, number one, to make sure that a patient has the right nutrition and the right supplementation to give the body the energy and the strength to improve blood flow to the areas the most. That's why I tell patients when they come in, they better be ready because they're going to look more young and more beautiful from the inside out. I love that. I want to go right now. <laughs> Anytime. Be my guest. I'd love to, to, to serve you. And we do do an online uh, virtual consultation. So anytime I'd love to serve you too with that and see how we can help you become more young and more beautiful. The uh, second tip that I give is rest. Rest is really one of the most important things that you can do. And it's like I said, it's even tied to traditional Chinese medicine as a universal tip, right? Um, sleep is for the skin. It's when our skin cells regenerate, right? And when we enter into that deep REM cycles, our body goes into a recovery of so many aspects that we don't even realize because all of our organs can rest, truly rest, right? So if there's that constant noise or there's that constant, you know, when, like we were talking about earlier, our bodies truly can't rest. Um, another point on that is that when the wind is constantly blowing on our skin, it can enter in through the pores, drying out the fluids that need to lubricate all aspects of our body. If you have a decrease in fluids, our body's constantly in motion, whether we know it or not. There's going to be an increase in heat due to the friction causing a dryness of skin, tightness in muscles. I know when I heard all this, I was like, whoa, I've been doing this all wrong. <laughs> Um, so, you know, really uh, getting a proper amount of sleep will in turn help reduce stress and help improve and just make that skin just glow. Um, JLo gets acupuncture and I just absolutely love like hearing her tips and she attributes a lot of her skin health to staying out of the sun uh, or limiting sun exposure, hydration and acupuncture, which is pretty cool. She looks and, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And then the last tip is facial re rejuvenation acupuncture. We use our tiny instruments to, mm -hmm. to um, 
bring blood flow to different areas of the body to help with, like I said, the elasticity and the, and the health of, of, of the skin. Wow. wow. I feel Jeez. younger already just thinking about it. I'm going to go get all yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to jump back to what you were talking about earlier, gut health. Yes. I yes. think that's something that's so unknown and a lot of people might not even know what's going on in their body and it might be related to gut health. So if you could tell us more about that. That's a great question. And, and scientists and doctors are realizing that there is actually a connection with our gut and our brain, um, especially when we're formed in, in the uterus, that uh, those actually are connected, believe it or not, through development, and then they separate. So there is a, a, a strong connection between the powerhouse of our brain and what controls everything in our body and our gut, and they communicate back and forth with each other. Okay. So on one end, if you're bowel movements are and are backed up and you're not going on average of two to three times a day with a well-formed stool if that's backed up and er nurses know this too emergency room nurses or icu nurses if your gut if a patient's gut's backed up everything else is backed up like vitals are through the roof blood pressures through the roof so a key in emergency or in icu medicine is to get that the bowels moving right because what goes in must come out and we have a long line of uh, of intestinal tract, small intestine, large intestine. So stuff can really be compacted over the years. And um, that's really the first part of what I look at when I hear a patient specifically under either A, a stressful situation where they're overthinking and over worrying, or they've experienced trauma or grief in their life. A lot of times that can cause the energy in our body to stagnate and get stuck. And by releasing that, relaxing that, patients can achieve a proper bowel movement, which is super important. I know we talk about like poop, pee and blood in practice. So <laughs> I know I might get a little graphic here, but it's important. It's yeah. important conversations. Uh, so the gut is way more complex than previously thought, right? And it, like I said, it has a huge impact on the human body. A healthy gut contributes to a strong immune system. It contributes to heart health, brain health, improved mood and sleep effective digestion, like I just talked about. And it can even be shown to prevent symptoms of a lot of the diseases such as cancer and even autoimmune disease. I had no idea just on that sort of scale, how much your gut affected everything. But it kind of reminds Absolutely. me of listen to your gut. You know how people yeah. always say that, listen to your gut. But if it was always connected. <laughs> right, right. Listen to your gut because your gut's telling you what your brain's feeling, right? That's one aspect. Also, depending on your body type, one, one of the things that we specialize in in our practice is body typing. Mm -hmm. So in traditional Chinese medicine, we believe that we can categorize patients in about five different body types. There is a reason why keto diet works for so many patients and it doesn't work for others. And that's with every diet, low carb, low GI, low glycemic index is what, is what that stands for. And so in traditional Chinese medicine, we take a different approach. So we take the focus from the businessman and turn it back to the human. In the jungle, in the, in the rainforest, a hippo eats all the food like down low, right? And a giraffe eats food up high. If a hippo ate a giraffe's diet, the hippo would probably get really, really sick. And then vice versa, if the giraffe ate the hippo's diet, it would get really, really sick. So in traditional Chinese medicine, we categorize into five different body types. It's earth, fire, water, metal, and wood. This has nothing to do with Power Rangers. And it basically just labels, hey, this patient is more of this type, should eat a certain way, should meditate a certain way, should exercise a certain way, because it's more in alignment, more so with like the hippo diet 
or the giraffe diet or whatever their body type diet is. And I go into detail a lot of this. I I collaborated on a book that's coming out at the um, beginning of next month, next week. Yeah, by, by Dr. Josh Ack. He's, he's been on the Dr. Oz show twice and is, is one of my mentors and the most, one of the most brilliant minds in the health and wellness space. His website's um, really, uh, I think it's one of the most visited health and wellness websites in the world. Wow. Yes, yeah, so you can check dracks.com. I mean, he really has taken Facebook Live specifically and taken it to a whole nother level, has millions of followers. And his next book actually that's coming out talks about traditional Chinese medicine, CBD, how we should eat right for our body type, things like that, and our elemental type. So if you're interested in looking at that, if you go over to my Insta profile under the link tree is a link like to that book to, to pre-order it. We'll go ahead and plug all that. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of want to touch on anxiety again. I know we talked about it a little bit with the fan and everything, but I just love to know what tips you have for dealing with anxiety, especially now during COVID where I'm sure everyone's um, faced with different levels of anxiety. How would you recommend dealing with that? You know, we have an epidemic going on in our society, which is COVID, right? And we also have another epidemic going on, which is depression and anxiety. It's on the rise. Studies are showing that it's on the rise. Suicide, depression, you know, and if, if, if you know anybody or you're confused about, hey, how do I approach somebody that is suffering from this and you're watching this and you are suffering from this, please like reach out to me or reach out to Noah, Maya, like, and, and just they can connect you with us or, or anybody just to get that help, right? Because we're so um, isolated from the, the world and the public with all of the lockdowns that this, this has really become another epidemic. Um, a staggering stat is that, and I'm in central Florida, if, if you are under the age of 40 right now in central Florida and you die, it was most likely due to an overdose, uh, an overdose of opioid addiction. Wow. Yeah. The number one cause of death right now is, is, is opioid addiction under the age of 40. So this is a true and real epidemic that's going on. And, and so that's the, the, the kind of the one extreme, right? And there is help for patients that are suffering from opioid addiction, right? There's some wonderful MAT treatments, Narcan, right? There's life-saving um, medicine, right? And that's conventional medicine. Then there's also life-giving medicine, which is our medicine, right? So a combination of the both is key because if a patient's giving birth or, you know, their appendix about to rupture, you know, right to the hospital you go, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's, right, the, the day in and day out anxiety from where we're really being hit, right? Um, that, that can be will, really well served with licensed mental health counseling, psychology, psychiatry, and also traditional Chinese medicine, along with exercise. Um, as Tony Robbins says, motion is lotion, right? get out and move. If you're, you know, depressed or anxious right now, and you're listening to this, number one, follow positively enlightened, follow this podcast, because seriously, your hearts are, I, I can tell like, and, and, and are, are, are just like gold, right? And what you give is like gold, because as much as you give, you're also receiving because you, y'all tell me you learned so much from this as much as I have from listening to some of your podcasts. Um, and so uh, acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine has been shown to be very effective with helping the symptoms of anxiety. We all need anxiety. Um, and, and when I say that, I, I say that cautiously, we all have anxiety, right? Because what does a little bit of anxiety do to us? It helps us work. It inspires me. I'm a little anxious getting on here and talking on a podcast, right, with y'all. It gives me a little anxiety, but that makes me move and do things and be productive, right? So then there's the opposite if we're like flat, but that's a whole nother different conversation, right? We don't have that willpower. 
too much of anxiety is not healthy. That's where you get some of the symptoms of shortness of breath, right? Of tension and, and really looking at those symptoms is the key to figuring out where the anxiety is coming from, right? What emotion is, the, what motion uh, is really being triggered to cause this anxiety? And that's what we look at at our virtual TCM program. We do a program that's virtual that anybody that's suffering from any of these symptoms, including anxiety, which we have just had an explosion of patients come in through our virtual site at virtualtcm.com to get help you know, with, with a lot of these symptoms that are going on. So that's kind of just like, uh, we can go down other routes of anxiety or if, if you have other questions and you're listening to this personally, feel free to message me at any of our uh, social media handles. Yes, definitely. Go ahead and reach out to him, reach out to us. We'll keep get you in touch with him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I wanna just go ahead and really quick touch on your virtual consultations and your virtual side of your practice. Could you let people know about that? Absolutely. So. In traditional Chinese medicine, like I had said earlier, there's different forms of what we practice. There's cupping, there's acupuncture, there's herbs. And I firmly believe in the integration of the 4,000 years of medicine with modern technology. Okay. I can't come and give you an acupuncture treatment through the screen. If we did, if I could, we'd all be on our private jet going wherever, <laughs> treating patients wherever. Um, so I developed a system where we can help patients globally that are suffering with a lot of these symptoms where traditional Chinese medicine can help give support. And pretty much uh, the first call is an intro call. And it's, it's, a, it's about a 10 minute discovery call where we figure out, hey, what's like the worst symptom that you're having right now? What can I do to serve that right now? And in that call, I do give so much, even, if, even though it's a 10, 15 minute call, I, I, I give as much as I can to help kind of shed some light on what's going on. And then after that, I decide if, you know, the patient is a right fit for this program because some patients aren't right. Some patients benefit more from going to a medical doctor or going to see a chiropractor. And that's what I care about. I care about patients more than I do them just coming into my practice. Right. And, and once a patient is aligned with our practice, then we move to a little bit deeper conversation. So that is a whole hour. And that's a personal one-on-one -on -one intimate private conversation with me, where we figure out, you know, head to toe, skin to bone, what is going on with the patient, right? So I look at a patient's tongue. The tongue is the only muscle in the body that's not covered by skin. And tongue diagnosis will tell us a lot about what's going on internally in the, uh, in the patient by looking at the coating, the color, um, you know, does it have red prickles or is it purple? We can look at, we can look at actually a lot of menstrual issues from that, skin conditions, it's pretty remarkable. So we do tongue diagnosis in that session, some body typing. We touch on some of the elements. We start to figure out, hey, what element are you? Like, how should you be eating? Should you be eating more, you know, roots and fruits? Or should you be having more of a carnivore diet? We convert many, many patients who are vegetarians and vegans, not because they're voting for any re you know, reason, because I totally respect that. But um, if a patient's not voting for animal rights, and they are vegan or vegetarian, sometimes that's detrimental to the body if it's not the right body type. Other times it is. So we, we just start to discover all of these things in that hour call. And, and uh, from there, then, you know, we can transition into a 90 day program and that is more cyclical. So in traditional Chinese medicine, our bodies, uh, we believe that they heal in cycles of 90 days. That's why I set it to that. So what we provide there is a functional blood chemistry analysis test what functional testing does is it looks at the whole body from the blood and the urine, and it looks at all the deficiencies in the body. 
right now on social media, there are so many ads just touting these vitamins and these minerals and these supplements, you know, gummies with this and powders for that. And, you know, there's a lot of misinformation on there and there's a lot of good information on there. So what we do is we do blood testing and we also do a saliva hormone testing to get menstrual cycles in play, to help testosterone, et cetera. But we, we get all this data back. Then I have a targeted approach and we meet five times over the period of three months. And then we retest again. And over those three months, patients taking supplementation, they're working on their food therapy, they're, you know, making their diet better, you know, they're exercising, we're figuring out, hey, should you be more of a high intensity interval training? Should you do more yoga, meditation, things like that? And then after the three months, the goals we retest and we say, hey, from your blood and your urine, you know, how did how did this 5000 year old approach, you know, help your body? And then we carry on with that. So it's a pretty remarkable technique that I've used on a lot of celebrities, high powered C-suite executives, but I don't discriminate. It's for everybody and anybody that, you know, interested. I love it. Wow. Dr. Nice, this is so much information. Yeah. So I know our listeners can at least get one thing from what you're saying. It's amazing. And I'm sure even like a consultation with you, they can just get so much relief already just knowing how to go about fixing their issues. Mm -hmm. Clarity is the number one accelerator of health. I firmly believe that. And the more clear that we can get on that topic, the better, the more clear we can get on any topic. And again, that's why I absolutely love your podcast because you're being clarity in a fun way to the listeners, right? And the viewers, if, if, if this is recorded. So. Right, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. My last question I want to leave on is if you could just give one of your top health tips, I know it's tough probably, <laughs> but just one, what would it be? Yeah, that's a great question. And across the board, I have to bring it back to rest. Okay. So in our modern day society, we're so taught that, oh my gosh, it's Monday. Oh, right. Like today's Sunday and tomorrow's Monday. I have to go to school. I have to go to work. I have to face these challenges. And, you know, I'm just going to roll through that day. And then Taco Tuesday and tequila is going to help me get to Wednesday. And then Wednesday's happy hump day. Let's celebrate the heck out of it being like midweek. And then that rolls us into, hey, you know what? It's Thursday, but it's not really Thursday because it's Friday Eve. And then Friday is touted as like an almost a national weekly holiday, like TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. And then, you know, either A, we're so flatlined from the week and we're so just like bottomed out that we can't even function or do anything. We want to roll up in bed and just scroll through our phones or we go out and I say, we as society, society goes out, you know, of of the people that really don't understand this mindset and they party their, you know, butts off. Right. So, and then they, and then they feel bad and then recovering on Saturday, getting chores done, yard work. And then, and then, you know, what happens? It just repeats again and again. Okay. So what I'm about to dive into is my number one health tip. And that is working from rest, not to rest. It's a mindset technique that I learned from my um, coach and mentor, uh, Dr. Peter Camiolo. He is just absolutely wonderful. He's trained some of the most successful physicians in the world. And this is an approach that I learned from him that I'd love to pass on to you. So what does it mean to work from rest, right? To, To work from rest rather to rest. So that example that I just gave is working to rest, right? From Monday to TGIF, and then we rest on the weekend and then repeat, okay? Mindset from traditional Chinese medicine, natural medicine, vitalistic medicine to really truly rest and allow our bodies to heal, to support our gut health, to get that skin that like you've always wanted, right? To increase your energy or, you know, if you've got kids or grandkids to have the pain just relieved 
and be able to just pick up your child, right? Or pick up a textbook if you're studying without that pain in your shoulder. One of the aspects of achieving optimal health is to rest and to work from rest. So what I mean by that, and, and maybe what, what we could do and, or what you could do now is, is think about, think about like the rest and how much rest you get. Okay. Think about how you breathe when you're resting the environment when you're resting, such as sleeping, right? Is it a cool, quiet, dark, calm room? Okay. And then try to start getting in the mindset. Maybe, you know, if you're listening to this, you could try this this weekend that you're going to take the weekend. If you're not a weekend worker or any day that you're off and you're going to use that day to truly rest, offer some self-care for yourself, read a book, right? Build that internal value ladder spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, and then take that feeling that you feel and work from that. Have that be the launch pad to a successful, happy, and healthy rest of your week, month, year, or whatever the time is. And then start getting in that rhythm to work from rest rather than to rest. Wow. Yes. I think that makes so much sense. I feel I more relaxed even thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, that that's tip so though. Awesome. Okay, I, doctor, I love to hear that. where can people contact you, find you? What are your social media handles? Great, that's a great question. So there's a couple of ways that patients can reach out to us. We have an office text line that is for digital and virtual and in office. And that phone number is 407 Three seven zero four 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 four. Again, that number is four zero seven three seven zero four 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 four. Across all social media platforms, from Facebook to Instagram to TikTok, which we now just got verified and have uh, over two hundred and seventy thousand followers, that I'm just totally excited to spread the mission of health. Um, uh, it's at Acupuncture Fit, and that's A C U P U N C T U R E. FIT, maybe we could post a link and wherever this is going to be posted, but at acupuncture fit, and you can message us on those platforms. I do have somebody that's uh, running the TikTok or messaging right now, just because it's so inundated. We get thousands of requests every day. And um, the best way really is to reach out to that office text line and, uh, you know, or go over to virtualtcm.com is the last route. That's virtualtcm.com. And there's a little video on there. I explain about, you know, the program. And if I can, of course, be of service to your health um, or, any, or any of your family's health, if you're listening to this or, or you too, I'm more than happy to, to do that. Great. Thank you, Dr. Anise. We love what you're doing. And we're just so excited that you took the time to be on our podcast. And to share this with all our listeners. I'm so excited for them to hear this episode. Oh my gosh. It's my honor and it's my pleasure. You're very welcome. And, and again, thank you for your hearts because they really are like of gold. They're huge. And I can tell that this is just going to be one of the most, if not the most successful podcasts in the world. Oh, thank, thank you so much. That means so much. Thank you. You're very welcome. Really good interview. So much information on such a nice guy. I, know. I am blown away at this interview, you guys. Yeah, just all the information you shared with us. And I, I especially liked how he talked about there are some times where you do need to go to a different type of medical doctor that maybe doesn't focus on natural healing. So yeah. I feel like a lot of doctors kind of just shoot down natural healing or natural healing doctors like shoot down doctors but he mm -hmm. was so open to okay there are times we are gonna need that i, really I like that i loved that and another thing that i really enjoyed mm -hmm. we've said this before we believe that sleep is so important yeah getting that beauty rest you know, when we were like beauty sleep is real so if you guys didn't yes. listen from us and our sources this is the prime source mm -hmm. <laughs> 
So we're just blown away. Yeah, and like he said, too, he even talked about the end. Like, if you guys are going through something and you don't know who to reach out to, like, reach out to us. We'll put you in contact with him or reach yeah. out and contact him, like, yourselves. But there's always someone out there that can help. Definitely. But thank you guys so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Of course, we want to end it with our favorite review of the week. Yes, this review comes from Forum Munos Girls. It says, love listening to these sweet sisters talk each week. Such a feel-good, positive vibe podcast. So sweet. Thank you. If you haven't left a review yet, go make sure you leave a review. Go make sure you subscribe, follow. Like I've said on previous episodes, we're on Apple, we're on Mm -hmm. Spotify, Pandora iHeartRadio, YouTube, pretty much everything there is. But we also have our Instagram if you guys want to go ahead and check that out. Like Noah said in the beginning of the episode, we have lots of Q&As on there. Polls, you can DM us and we'll respond. You can be a guest on our next episode. And be sure you do subscribe on our YouTube because we have the full Zoom episodes on there. Mm -hmm. You can see both of us. You can see who we're talking to. The whole interview. But that's all for today. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.